Talk to my friend Drew. And Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative to this guy for wisdom. Knowing what we know today, at this very moment, about COVID-19, about the ineffectiveness of the lockdowns, about the collateral damage that we are continuing to pay for and suffer from as a result of the decisions made by politicians and our agreement to go along with those, to shut down our schools, our places of worship, to uproot our lives, to give up our liberties, wearing masks that we know did not work, do not work. Knowing all of this, if we were to go back to that fateful day, March of 2020, March 15th or 16th, 15 days to slow the spread, how many of you out there would willingly, gladly, happily, enthusiastically give up your rights and say, this is a good idea, let's shut down for two years? Let's keep our, our children out of schools? Let's put masks on their faces? How many of you would go along with that, knowing that it destroyed the nation, that we're still suffering from the pain? But why? Why did so many of us... Look, I just got back from D.C. And uh, I went to the, the, the book release event for Naomi Wolf. I heard her speak. They actually live-streamed it on The War Room, Steve Bannon's program. But I heard her speak. Peter Navarro was there. I met him. Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough was there. There was a whole host of champions of liberty in that room. It was an amazing, amazing experience. And the book that Naomi wrote, The Bodies of Others, is brilliant. I almost finished it on the plane ride home. She calls it The Bodies of Others. Why? Because these tyrants, under the guise of COVID, the pandemic, looked at took advantage of, took control of the bodies of others, told you and me what to do with our bodies. They tried to steal our bodily autonomy. And even Naomi Wolf, like I think almost everyone, some of us were quicker than others to realize what they were up to, but nonetheless, in the very beginning, we were all struck by fear. Fear. And fear leads to what? Irrational thinking, irrational decisions, poor decision-making. In a crisis, in a war, in periods of absolute fear and panic, people are no longer calm. They're desperate. They're willing to go along with anything. Just do something. And the reason I bring this up is because they are unfolding, unveiling the old totalitarian COVID-19 playbook for gun control, stirring up fear. Now, to be sure, people have died of gun violence. It is a problem. But the solution is not to take away your gun or my gun, the guns of law-abiding citizens. They're proposing an assault gun ban. What is an assault weapon? It doesn't exist. If I take a knife and wield it 
as a weapon against someone else? Is it an assault knife? If when that when that BLM activist, that African American man, BLM supporter, used his Ford Explorer to mow down innocent Americans and children in Waukesha at that Christmas parade, was that an assault SUV? There's no such thing. The goal and intention is very clear. It is to take all guns eventually. Do not be fooled by the rhetoric and what they're up to. They don't have noble intentions like they didn't have noble intentions with the lockdowns. 15 days to slow the spread. That was agreeable, right? That was agreeable. They told us 15 days and it was a lie from the very beginning. Now, I heard inside baseball about when Trump was in office. He was battling Fauci. He was battling Burke. There was... There was fighting within the Trump administration. There was a concerted effort to undermine Donald Trump and to force a, a, a force these lockdowns, to force this radical transformation of the United States and the rest of the world via the pandemic. And what did they do? All of these doctors, the McCulloughs, Scott Atlas, all these people that said things that were true, that warned about the damage of the actual lockdowns, the damage to our children. And those who wanted to propose and promote therapeutics to deal with this, they were shut down. They were, they were silenced. They were ridiculed. They were called conspiracy theorists. And these were people from Stanford's, from Harvard's, acclaimed doctors who had made careers being brilliant Brilliant physicians. And they, there was a coordinated effort to shut them down because the goal from the very beginning was clear. It was going to be vaccines or nothing. That was always the objective. I'm not getting into the why. I'm not getting into that. But that was their objective. And so they had to silence any other options, right? Hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Those were ridiculed. The quote-unquote what are they, not the horse tranquilizer, but you know, when Joe Rogan came out and said he was using the drug, it, the name escapes me right now, you know, and they ridiculed him, but people were taking it and it was working. And later studies revealed that hydroxychloroquine and zinc actually did reduce one's chances of dying from COVID. But in the early days, they said, no way, Jose, no way, Jose, you're not allowed to take it. You're not allowed to propose it. They didn't want it. The same thing's happening now. The uh, assault rifle ban, the magazine ban, that is your 15 days to slow the spread. Do not mistake me on this. That is the gateway. And once they go there, there's going to be no stop. We have to stand firm. You know, they keep saying things like the Second Amendment is not absolute. It is absolute. The Constitution is absolute. It is absolute. And they've already been chipping away at our Second Amendment right. They don't believe the First Amendment is absolute. The only thing they believe in is the absolute power of the government, which is antithetical to the United States Constitution and our way of life. Now, I I hear people out there, and you know how I know someone has a very, very low IQ? They start to say the Constitution is just a very old piece of paper. 
Oh, it needs to be updated to reflect the modern times. The world has changed so much since the 18th century. People who say this are not intelligent individuals. Shakespeare, you know, he wrote those plays such a long time ago. He really wasn't a very good writer. You know, we're still trying to figure out how the ancient Egyptians managed to build the pyramids without modern technology. Society is actually devolving before our very eyes. And what we're, what we're actually highlighting right now in this ignorance and devolution, devolving of society, is just how brilliant the Constitution actually was. How they devised this document was ingenious. And these new ideas from the left, from the Democratic Party, from the totalitarians and many of our own citizenry, right? They're not new ideas. They're the old ideas. They're the inferior ideas that the founding fathers replaced with the greatest ideas to ever enter the human skull. Freedom. Independence. Individual liberty. You know, we aren't a collectivist society. Collectivism equals slavery. You cannot be a free person and believe in collectivism, which is socialism, which is communism, for the greater good. These people denounce slavery, right? Such a stain on American history, even though you'd be hard-pressed to find any place in the world that did not have slavery at one time. The Jews were slaves, for example, as well, a long time ago. That's human nature. Tyranny, human nature. People always try to overcome another person, the bodies of others. These tyrants always rise up, and it's the same playbook. So these leftists don't understand that the Second Amendment is sacred because it's the great equalizer. It's the nuclear option. It's the thing standing in between a free citizenry and an armed government who has the ability to overpower the citizenry. That's what this is all about. It's a power struggle. These changes that people in our society and the Democrats are championing, taking guns, for example, out of the hands of the law-abiding, censoring voices and opinions they do not like, they are advocating for slavery, to reduce us to slaves. Now, what are some phrases that are common and known to be positive, desirable? Keep calm and carry on. Cooler heads prevail. The Democrats and Joe Biden gave a speech this evening with the same old COVID kind of style totalitarian talking points. They're trying to stir up fear. They're trying to stir up irrationality. A fearful person makes irrational decisions, makes bad decisions. A fearful citizenry, likewise, makes bad decisions. And so what did Joe Biden say in his speech before he ran off to Delaware for the 400th time since he's been president? I don't know if it's 400, but you get the point. He spends most of his time in Delaware in his diaper away from the public eye. We just have to do something, he says. We just have to do something. We can't do nothing. Just do something. Those are dangerous words. Those are not the words of a rational person. Just do something. 
Now, what is that something? Are these rational solutions that are going to actually prevent the thing that you're claiming you're trying to do? Banning assault weapons, which is not a real thing. There's no such thing. A gun that is used to commit a crime is, I guess, an assault weapon. An SUV used to kill people is an assault SUV. This is the illogic of what they're trying to do. But they're trying to make you scared, and they're trying to open the floodgates and get people to feel irrational fear to give up their Second Amendment right. Just like the 15 days. Just give up your freedom for 15 days, and we'll let you be. Well, today it's AR-15s. Tomorrow it's 9 millimeters. The day after that, it's 22 rifles. Now, what do all these mass shootings have in common? A lunatic commits a crime. That's it. Sometimes they use handguns. Sometimes they use automobiles. Sometimes they do use AR-15s. And the Democrats also are trying to rewrite history right now, as they did with COVID-19. They don't want you to have, again, a rational opinion about this, to think through this clearly. That's why they suppressed contrary narratives that they didn't want out there with COVID-19. Because they had one objective. And that objective was tyranny. So they're rewriting history right now. There was a congressman. I was going to play the clip, but I decided, no, I'm just going to talk the whole time. I'm not playing any of these clips. There was a congressman out of Rhode Island, a Democrat. He was being questioned by Matt Gates on the Hill, I believe it was. I think that was earlier today. And he, uh, he made the astonishing claim that he, he doesn't think or isn't aware of a single instance of a citizen using a handgun to prevent a mass shooting with a rifle. Where was he the day after the Uvalde shooting? I talked about it in the last podcast. A woman with a handgun stopped a man with an AR-15 who tried to carry out a mass shooting at an apartment building during a party. Well, there's one example recently. But you see, they want to leave out. Leave out the examples that prove them deceitful, that prove their narrative untrue. Now notice, Uvalde, a Hispanic man, his last name was Ramos. He is the one who carried out the killing. Notice in um, in Tulsa, you had a uh, hospital complex there, and a doctor was shot and several other people, nurses I believe, I think four people were killed. The killer was black. Black. He was upset apparently because the doctor there had operated on his back and he was in pain. And he was mad at the doctor for that. And so this psychopath went and shot the doctor. But he was a black man. Doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't fit the narrative. If we don't do something, everyone will die from COVID. If we don't lock down, people could die. If you just don't, if you don't give up your liberty, you're a bad person. If you oppose common sense gun control, you support the murder of children is the way the left says it, to shoot us down, to give themselves the only voices in this, the only opinions. They don't want to have a debate. They don't want to talk about, I'm not going to rehash. Last episode, I went into detail. Detail. For example, the left opposes, the left opposes vehemently Republican calls to harden our schools, to allow teachers to be trained and carry firearms on campus, in school, in classrooms, to 
stand as defenders of children should something like this, God forbid, happen like it did in Uvalde. They claim this is dangerous. More, more guns in school is dangerous. Some child could get a hold of the gun. They make up every excuse possible. All these warnings of, of havoc, of how this could go wrong, and yet there are schools in this country that have hardened schools where teachers do carry guns, and guess what? Statistically, there have been zero deaths, zero murders as a result. The, 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 the truth is not in their favor. So they want to drown out calm voices of reason. They want to condemn us who want to approach this from a logical point of view. And they're going to attack anybody and accuse you or me of wanting to kill children, of wanting children to die if we don't go along with their demands for all of these laws that don't work anywhere in the country because criminals get guns. In Columbine, for example, that horrific shooting. Do you know how the shooter, one of the shooters, got his guns? He was not 18 years old yet, so he couldn't buy a firearm. So his girlfriend was 18. And one of the girlfriends bought the guns for him. They went around it. So they say, oh, let's raise the, 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 the age limit from 18 to 21. Well, the guy who shot up the hospital in Tulsa, he was older than 21. So what do we make it? 34, 36. We have red flag laws in New York. They didn't prevent the shooter from shooting up the supermarket in Buffalo. Chicago, the strictest gun laws. Are those all legally purchased firearms that are murdering black children every day? No, they don't even focus on it or discuss it. They don't want to talk about it, nor do they want to talk about how frequently guns are used for self-defense. Disarm law-abiding citizens. That's going to prevent criminals from acquiring firearms and killing Americans. We live in a dangerous world. The Democrats know it. Politicians know it. Had someone with a gun not been on that baseball field, Secret Service, and so on and so forth, several years ago, when that Bernie Sanders supporter showed up at the practice session of the congressional Republicans, when he shot Steve Scalise and nearly killed him, that would have gotten way out of hand. There could have been a mass murder that took place on that congressional baseball field, but people there were armed. Are these Democrats going to give up their private security? Are they going to give up the Secret Service? Are they going to have their armed guards give up their AR-15s, their 9mm handguns that they use to defend the politicians? Of course not. We suffer from this, not them. The politicians never suffer from any of this. Do you think they're going to be subjected to these same background checks? And who are these background checks, these red flag laws? How in the hands of Democrats are they going to be applied? Is Nancy Pelosi going to be prevented from acquiring a handgun? Or just you and me? Now, Paul Pelosi, by the way, I don't know if you heard, he uh, could have killed someone the other night. He was arrested. He was driving home drunk just down the street from where I live in St. Helena. He was driving home. He was drunk. He ran a red light and uh, collided with a, with, a, with a truck. Now, Paul Pelosi... Well, I don't know if I should go into this. Maybe you don't know this. 
When he was a teenager, he killed his brother driving a car recklessly, Paul Pelosi. You see, all types of things can be used as weapons. Knives, as I've told you, are used to kill more people than rifles, and they want to ban rifles. Why not the knives? Well, let's be honest. We heard Joe Biden. If you want to take on the government, you need F-15s and nuclear weapons, right? That's what he said. No, no, no. You know, you see, you see, an armed populace scares the H-E double hockey sticks out of them. Out of them. And I'd like to make another point. Have you noticed recently, Biden came out, he said there's nothing he can do about gas prices. There's nothing he can do about inflation. They're also not his fault, he claims. But the Democrats can't solve anything, but now suddenly they're going to solve gun violence. Does anyone believe that for a second? These people who claim they can't solve anything and none of it's their fault, now they're suddenly going to pass a law and it's going to stop all gun violence in America. No, it's not. It's not. And I want to bring up the Uvalde shooting because I, I think there's a bigger point to all of this. We are a nation uh, quickly devolving again into a nation of uh, cowards without men. Without men. Without traits of courage. Those very traits that made this nation the greatest nation in the history of the world, the World War II generation, the founding fathers, those who fought in the Civil War, courage, bravery, independence, people who believed in taking control of their own lives and personal responsibility. That's what's destroying this nation the abandonment of those ideals. Now look at Uvalde. And maybe this goes back into the pandemic mentality in which many Americans were willing to start to take orders from the government, to shift their mentality from the American mentality in which we the people are master and those in government are servants, to adopt the pandemic, the intended mentality that the government wanted us to have using COVID, using the pandemic to convince us that our rights come from them. Our rights don't come from government. Our rights are unalienable, inalienable. They come from our creator. But what are they saying now? The second amendment is not absolute. No amendment is absolute. If it's not absolute, then we don't have a constitution. If it's not absolute, then we don't have any rights because that means the government is giving us our rights. The government is telling us what we can and cannot do. That is not American. That is not progressive. That is regressive. That is going to bring us back down into the swamp from which we fought out of. Back into the trenches. Back into the, the swamp. Dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous. Now, we'll circle back to this in just a second. But there's a big story that's not being covered like it ought to be. And that's the revelation that Joe Biden and the administration have been lying about the baby formula shortage. Now, this is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. I have friends who have infants who are telling me they're having to get this formula from Canada, from connections they have. And these are people with money, people able to do it with connections. But if you're just Joe Schmo in America, you don't have money, you don't have connections, you can't get it. And your baby's dependent upon it. Children are starving as a result of this. And Joe Biden has admitted that 
He didn't know that this was a problem. He didn't know this was a crisis, even though Abbott and the other manufacturers had been warning that this was a crisis for a long time. And we've been told the White House, Biden, he's been working around the clock for months and months on this to solve it. And now Biden says he didn't know it was a crisis. So which is it? We don't have, look, Biden's not running this White House. We've never had a situation like this, certainly in my lifetime, but I doubt in American history, where a guy in a diaper is being pushed out there to read a teleprompter from time to time, but doesn't have a clue what is going on. How do you not know there's a baby formula shortage and crisis in the country? These people are so out of touch. And you know what? They don't care. They don't care about this. They don't care about this uh, uh, baby formula shortage. You know why? Because they can't take advantage of it. They haven't figured out a way to take advantage of that crisis. No, no, it's not benefiting them politically, so they're not focused on it. They don't care about it. They're, you know, they want to go after guns. They want to go after free speech. That's what they want to do. And while they don't believe in the Second Amendment being absolute, they believe that, the, uh, that abortion is absolute and it's not a constitutional right. That's right. Genital mutilation for children, abortion, violent protests, BLM protests for causes they believe in. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are rights. But the Second Amendment, which is clear as day, our right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Oh, that's not absolute. Is that not clear enough for them? But this is the totalitarian game. And it's very dangerous, and we're seeing it replay. This is Drew Allen. I'll be right back. What I wanted to address regarding Uvalde, what happened there. I mean, this is so outrageous. And of course, that Arredondo, the chief of police, who, uh, what, what was he? He, he just, just swore an oath to be on the uh, city council as well. Rewarded for being a failure. Time and time again, of course. I'm curious if Arredondo is a Democrat or Republican. It shouldn't matter, but it's just a question. Well, you know, he, he still is like playing the Joe Biden game. Hiding Biden. Hiding Arredondo. Nowhere to be found. Can't answer questions. He's hiding in his own basement somewhere. And he's the one responsible for making the call to tell the police not to go in the building and save those children. Egregious. Egregious. He should be punished. Fired. But no, no, no. He was just put on city council there in Uvalde. Now, what I was going to say about the pandemic mentality before which is this new idea of subservience, right? Of not standing for principle, of being cowardly. And I know this is harsh, but I brought this up last episode. You have children in there being murdered by that psychopath. And Arredondo gives the order not to enter the building. It was a bad decision. And yet every one of those police officers complied. It took the Border Patrol to mount an offensive to go in and kill that murderer, the shooter. Why were those cops obedient to an absolutely, objectively foolish, insane call by the chief of police? Well, he's the chief of police, so we just got to listen to him. Where are the men in society? Where are the people who do the right thing no matter what? We saw this during COVID, right? The pandemic. 
many people just going along with the orders of tyrannical governors and other politicians, even though they knew it was wrong, just because. Why are we giving up our way of life to these tyrants? Where are the the men and women, yes, but as a man, where are the brave souls that possess the spirit of the founding fathers, the spirit of the World War II generation, the brave men and women who would stand up and do the right thing no matter what because they had principle? Were those uh, police officers suffering from this pandemic mentality? You see, we need to rewire our brains quickly back to what they were before. You know, so many Americans that want to go along with this Second Amendment grab who are demanding that you and me give up our guns because they say so. It's lazy. It rejects the spirit of this country. It rejects the qualities and traits that make this nation the greatest in the history of mankind. Wouldn't it be nice and simple if just passing a law would stop these mass shootings? Well, they're not, and they never will. You can't pass a law that bans evil. That comes from society. So rather than Americans confront this and take a certain amount of responsibility themselves to say, you know what, I'm going to make sure my family is safe. I'm going to get a concealed carry permit. I'm going to make sure that I am the good person with the gun. God forbid I'm ever in a situation in which I have to save people. No, no, no. They don't want to do that. They don't want to arm the teachers. They don't want to toughen the schools. No, they just want to pass a law and hope that that makes this situation go away. It's lazy. Giving up our power and our liberty to corrupt politicians is not going to solve any of this. It's a deep, deep problem in the nation, exacerbated by the pandemic in which people were radicalized, in which people became mentally ill, in which those already predisposed to mental health problems really sink. Those are hard problems to solve, aren't they? We've got more and more difficult problems to solve because the longer this Democratic Party is in power, the worse it's going to get. And that is why, by the way, the same way, the same way they are taking advantage of Seizing on these crises as opportunities to take our Second Amendment right, it's the same reason they are driving up inflation. It's the same reason they're wrecking the economy. It's the same reason they did the pandemic, because they want to create havoc and crisis. Because in crisis, people beg for a savior. There is no savior. There is no Superman. It's you. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Take your glasses off. You're Clark Kent. You're Superman, all right? This is the, how we solve the American problem. You and I get involved. You and I become brave. You and I speak up because a politician can't solve this. A law cannot solve this. It is bigger than a law. And it's going to take work. And we have to be willing to do the work ourselves. No one else is going to do it for us. Look at these schools with promoting transgenderism, with what took place in Florida that Disney employees were supporting vehemently the grooming of our children, kindergarten to third grade. They opposed a bill that prevented teachers 
from sexualizing our children across the board. What did they do? They mislabeled it, the the don't say gay bill. That wasn't what the bill was. What kind of psycho wants to be a kindergarten teacher and go and talk about their private sexual life, straight, gay, whatever? What type of society wants to allow children, encourage them to take puberty blockers and, and, and mutilate their genitalia at the age of 12, 13, 14? Who wants to encourage that? Psychos. Psychos. And they're speaking loudly and they're fighting very hard to destroy our children and destroy our society. You know, these politicians are surrounded by armed guards because they could be targets. Where our children are targets. I want them surrounded by armed guards, by armed teachers at all costs. Protect our children. Taking the guns away from the parents of these children who are law-abiding is not saving the children. It's the Democrats who want children to die, not Republicans, not you and me. They're the ones trying to seize these crises and turn them into opportunities that are advantageous to them and their political desires, not us. And we have to be brave and call them out for what they are. Abraham Lincoln talked about it long before he was president of the United States in his famous Lyceum Address. He talked about this very thing, about the disregard for the Constitution. He said that, you know, you have to be naive to believe that a Napoleon Bonaparte won't spring up from amongst us in America. Someone with totalitarian ambitions won't let something like the Constitution stand in their way of power. Why would they? Why should they? Naivete must die today, right now, at this moment. What's happened throughout world history in every country, every society, every place, every corner of the earth, societies being controlled by dictators and tyrants, that can happen here and it's happening now. It's time to wake up and prevent it. And we do have a Second Amendment, right? And that's why they're not able to do what Justin Trudeau just did, freezing all handgun sales in Canada. That is a dictator. And that is what Joe Biden and the Democrats are as well. They just can't do it quite the same way, quite as rapidly. They can't just go to a microphone and announce the ban because we have a system set up, we have a constitution, we have a Supreme Court that won't allow it. So they're trying to chip away at it slowly, but their intention's the same. The goal's the same. If they could do what Justin Trudeau just did, they would do it. They're trying to do the same thing, but they have to be a little bit more sly about it. And they want to turn this into a campaign issue as well. They want to ride this into the midterms. They want to accuse Republicans of standing for the murder of children when they, in fact, don't want to do anything pragmatically, practically, functionally that will protect and defend our children. They don't care that children are dying in Chicago. It's just this. It's the schools. It's the mass shootings. And while horrific As horrific as these mass shootings are, more people are being murdered on an individual basis in the Democrat-controlled cities throughout this country. Vastly more. These get more attention. They're horrific. We should talk about them. But these are the situations that they take advantage of to push their gun grab. And we can't tolerate it. We can't tolerate it. Now, I intended to get into a bunch of other things, 
I didn't have time. But we need men, and we need men to stand up right now, and we need to stand up against what they're doing. We cannot cower. We cannot be afraid to speak our minds. They're going to try and beat us down. But they're the lunatics, and they don't have statistics on their side. They don't have reality on their side. We must not allow them to rewrite history, to lie about the statistics, to win this argument. We must put them on the defensive. Because they're going on the offense right now like they always do, and we cannot fall back into the typical cycle in America in which we allow them to prevail. Inflation, gas prices, the pandemic of violence now. The Democrats own this. They own it all. I'm not blaming them for pulling the trigger every time, but they're the ones who are destroying our culture. They're the ones confusing our kids. They're the ones that promoted the lockdowns. That, for example, the Buffalo shooter claimed in his screed, his manifesto, that he spent time on his computer becoming radicalized because he couldn't go anywhere. They are destroying our society, and they're taking advantage of the destruction they're leaving in their wake to seize power and blame their political opposition. That's what's going on right now. All right, this is Drew Allen. God bless you all until next time.